Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself wrap up our discussion on the seventh petition of the Lord's Prayer. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bowe, and I have with me today... Pastor Jason Goodham. And Pastor Brian Rickey. And we are the Being Lutheran... Yeah. yeah. We're three funnels that God chooses to use. Yes. Three talking donkeys. Sounds about right. I remember remember when I was called, I I was teasing my dad a little bit, and I really appreciate my dad was like, he goes, I think you'll make a really... A really good pastor, and I go well. I guess you know God used the front end of a donkey in the Old mm-hmm. Testament. Now He's going to use the back end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the being a pastor is just God's further way of demonstrating yeah. that He talks through talking donkeys. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rear end of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amen. Oh. All right. Well, we'll this be is... <laughs> highly pious in our references. Oh, need to clean well, up we're our... still talking about the seventh petition. Or clean up our act here. Yeah, no. We are. We are still talking about the seventh petition. Right. Delivering us from evil. Right. And there's no better passage in the New Testament to talk about delivering mm-hmm. us from evil than the passage that says the reason the Son of God came was to destroy the works of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, First John three. Yes. As we alluded to in the previous episode, um, deliver us from evils, delivering us from the evil one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now we don't just yep. necessarily differentiate between those two mm-hmm. because obviously for, from Satan he is the author of sin death and uh, he's mm-hmm. the source of that yep. Mm-hmm. yep cool so this is episode four of four in our mini series on the seventh petition and also episode 99 Ooh. What, yeah. are we, what are we going to do for our 100th? I think we'll have another question and answer. Ooh, nice, one, nice, nice. To begin our, our next round before we set up the... Yeah, great. I still really have no idea how we're going to do the mm-hmm. sacraments. It, it feels, yeah. you know, there, there's plenty. We could do another four-episode arc. Yeah. But man, it feels after devoting so much time to all the other sections to get done with baptism yeah, in four episodes, great. to get done yeah. with communion in four episodes. So yep. I, I've got to think about some things on how we're going to handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. It's something to look forward yeah, to. Another listener. 99 episodes on just the two sacraments. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, well we, we, we've got all that. No, but you, you remember that if we continue our four episode arc thing, which is what are working, we have 28 articles of the Augsburg Confession. All right. (laughs) I guess I didn't think of that. I'm like, right. Okay, 299. (laughs) We'll be here for a while. Yeah, you're going to be sticking with us for a while. It's the phrase, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's probably a freight train. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, I'm going to read the scripture for us. 1 John 3, as you mentioned, verses 4 through 10. So everyone rise for, no, I'm just kidding. Unless you're driving uh, a car. Right, yeah. or flying a plane or whatever, yeah. Uh, if pilots listen to this podcast, I want to know about that. That would be yeah, awesome. <laughs> right. Um, all right, so it says, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous, as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. 
No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. Amen. 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 This is going to be interesting because when I've read this passage in the past, I've I focused on some of the other things instead of the, the part that drew us to this passage initially, um, which if you take a few things here from this passage, you may have a tendency to look at your own, mm-hmm. look in, inside God yourself. Helps those who help themselves. Yeah. yeah so kind of, yeah. anyway, I guess with that as a starting point. And maybe we should yeah. talk about what this is not saying in that regard. Oh, sure. Let's do it. Let's talk about what it's not saying. That's a good way to explain scripture. Oh, you're looking at me. <laughs> you brought it up. This, you brought it up. Exactly. It's like in church, you have the well, idea. Why there you there are it? several Greek yeah. words for sin and yeah. trespasses within um, the New Testament. This particular one is talking about a rebellious type of sin that is almost reveling in the sin and enjoying mm-hmm. it and looking forward to it. And so someone who's been born of God is a new creation in Christ Jesus. You're not thinking like, man, I'm going to go get plowed this weekend and I'm going to love it. You know, that's not, that's not the mindset that you, you're going to think. And so there's, there is a renewal of your mind because I yeah. used to think that way. Yeah. There was a time in my life where I would like be uh, reveling in even worse and more grotesque type of sins mm-hmm. than that. And when God had that, worked that revival in my heart at the age of 24, what I would call the revival of the faith that was given at my baptism, mm-hmm. I didn't want to think that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I had to do that. It's because I literally wanted to. Something mm-hmm. was transformed in my mind where I no longer sought out those things mm-hmm. and reveled in them. And that's what it is saying. So what it's not saying is that you are never going to be sinless in this life. Sure. Yep. As we live... Uh, In the midst of Christ and his grace and as new creations, that does not mean we will stop sinning. Paul reminds us of this in Romans. The very thing I want to do is not the thing that I do. The very thing I don't want to do, well, that's what I end up doing. Mm -hmm. Wretched man that I am who will save me from this body of death. Of course, the answer is Jesus. And so what this verse is not saying is that someone can work themselves to a place where they don't sin anymore. Mm -hmm. That's not what this is saying. Right. So you're saying that, Romans 7 isn't just talking about Paul before he was converted? No. Um, <laughs> that's the, the Roman Catholic and right. the, yeah. the, the holiness movement response to that. Well, and, that, and that's why I think it's good to bring up both of those, because Paul, mm-hmm. even as an apostle, mm-hmm. struggled with sin. Yes. And was yes. a sinner saved by grace. Right. And, and we have to say that even about Mary, mm-hmm. and, and we have to say that about every human being mm-hmm. other than the God-man, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, and there's a couple other nuances in with what you're saying, too. Part of it is the interpretation of whoever makes a practice of sinning. And that's There's this about. sense of continual sin where there's no repentance. Unrepentant, yeah, right. what I call premeditated right. habitual yeah. sin. Right. Yes. And, and, I, and I think the, the reason I brought that up in the beginning was you, you confess your sin, you repent, and then it happens again, mm-hmm. and then it, but, it, it feels yeah. like you are practicing... In, 
Yes. But there's so, a desire here. Again, in that, mm-hmm. that there, there's a rebellious desire for mm-hmm. it. You're looking forward to it. You're doing it in a premeditative way. That's mm-hmm. why premeditated murder is such a more severe crime than, than just regular. Crime of passion. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Than something that was either accidental or something mm-hmm. that was in the heat of the moment, you mm-hmm. know, manslaughter or so to speak. But, but even so in that, you're still right. Yeah. The, the nature yep. of the law mm-hmm. is that this is your sinful nature. Mm-hmm. You make a practice mm-hmm. of sinning. And so in that right. case, we are left, it's uh, Romans 3.19, the, the law of God, so that every mouth may be stopped yeah. and we're silent yeah. before God. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we, you know, I say, you know, I've repented of the sin and then I go out later that day mm-hmm. and do that sin again. Yeah. That's, that's an indication of my sinful nature. That's not an indication of the quality or nature mm-hmm. of God's redemption. Right. And, and the same thing, the flip side of that coin, when you yeah. get down into verse seven, whoever practices I was righteousness say the, is righteous. Right. You know, there are multiple layers. We can talk about that. We, we have the two kinds of righteousness. Yep. So we're, we're here. One of these aspects is we're looking at righteousness before Man, it's mm-hmm. that horizontal righteousness. Yep. But we're also theologically importing this notion. Uh, is it declared Romans? righteous? We're, we're yeah. declared righteous, but it's also Romans. Anything done apart from faith is sin, mm-hmm. uh, and everything we do in faith mm-hmm. is righteous by God's declaration. You know, so we're not capable yep. of doing any good work apart from faith. And so there's. That I think the the part that aspect. I I have missed in the past is you read that first part, whoever practices righteousness is righteous in verse seven. And then right after that, it says, as he is righteous, yep. we we do righteousness horizontally because we're righteous vertically, vertically with God. Because we're first. empowered yeah. and enabled by that righteousness right. in the freedom of Christ yeah. so that it be, doesn't become those filthy rags works righteousness, that as we are resting and trusting in Christ's completed work, those those aspects of loving our neighbor as ourself mm-hmm. become acceptable to God because of the righteousness of Christ. Right. Yeah. And, and so we have that whole discussion colors this verse nine. Yes. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. Hmm. And then the, that is flowing out of the, the reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we, we look at that. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil because the devil works sin. Mm-hmm. That's Genesis 3, fall in the Garden of Eden. That's the temptation of Christ in, in verse 4. And then no one born of God makes a practice of sinning. And that's where we're getting into the idea of repentance again. Mm-hmm. And, and in the middle, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. That's our seventh petition connection. Yeah, right. Yep. So riff on that a little bit here. Well, there's so many different ways we could go with that. <laughs> yeah. the, the first way we want to look at that, I guess, would be the life of Christ. That everything Jesus does, literally speaking, the reason the Son of God appeared mm-hmm. was to destroy the works of the devil. So everything Jesus does mm-hmm. is rolling back the kingdom of Satan. Right. Christ versus Antichrist. Yep. Yeah. And, and so the healing, mm-hmm. uh, the disease and injury we suffer from, we struggle with on a day-to-day basis is a product of sin in the world. Mm -hmm. We have broken bodies because we live in a sinful world and we're sinful human beings. Jesus heals. He's rolling back the kingdom of the devil. Mm -hmm. Jesus command over nature uh, in the gospels, walks on water, calms the storm, so on and so forth. The reason we have natural disasters and tragedies like that is because we live in a fallen sinful creation. Mm -hmm. 
you know, people talk about, and, and to some extent rightly so, that as humans we are changing the climate of the globe because we're artificially, the substances we're pouring in, and, and this isn't climate change doctrine, this isn't politics, it's just acknowledging that pollution's a real thing and that our existence is affecting creation around us. Mm -hmm. Jesus steps onto the scene in history 2,000 years ago, and he demonstrates his authority over nature. He brings order mm -hmm. back to creation. He, yep. he walks on the water, which is, that's a miraculous thing. He calms a storm, uh, so on and so forth. He's rolling back the kingdom of Satan. Mm -hmm. Jesus casts out demons. <laughs> Quite literally, he's rolling back yeah. the, the kingdom of Satan. And then it's the resurrections. Mm -hmm. Jesus brings a couple people back from the dead and ultimately Jesus rises again from the dead. We're starting to see a, a lot of, all of the petitions coming together Thy kingdom come, yep. thy will be done. You know, yep. and it's, it's they're all, all they're all clicking into place together in this last one, and it's all wrapped up in the work of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. right? You know, and 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 from creation speaking, we talked about that a little bit last week with the mm -hmm. end of Genesis three study from from creation's aspect. What what this looks like is a restored order to creation. Mm -hmm. You know, we we've got some natural law things going on, but more than that, we've got God's design in yep. His plan. You know, it's. Yeah, uh, having just come through the election season again, we <laughs> vote. We vote for our neighbors, mm -hmm. but we vote because good government is a gift from God. Yeah. He likes order in society. He yep. likes us, you know, uh, he likes authority mm -hmm. uh, for the protection of those who are under the authority. That's what mm -hmm. it looks like. This is what Jesus is doing in rolling back the kingdom yeah. uh, of Satan. And so the reason the Son of Man appeared, or the reason the Son of God appeared, was to destroy the works of the devil. Mm -hmm. The next layer is the death of Christ. Right? The reason the Son of God appeared was to end death. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus takes all our sin. You read at the end of our first episode in this arc, Brian, you read that beautiful passage from Colossians mm -hmm. where our sins are nailed to the cross. The law with its legal demands. Mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. Uh, our, our sin not in part, but the whole has been nailed to the cross and we bear it no more. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise mm -hmm. the Lord. Oh, my soul. You know, when peace I've like a river. Before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the, the son of God appeared to take our sin, to take the product of Satan's activity mm -hmm. in the world and to undo it. And then to flip the script and undo the consequences of sin, to undo death. Mm -hmm. So I think part of, as we go forward, I think as we look at this text, because it can be confusing, as, mm -hmm. you know, we, we opened up with that word lawlessness, mm -hmm. um, that, that Greek word that talks about this total disregard for any type of, of wanting uh, to do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's a total disregard, and it's a total um, embracing of a rebellious attitude that is against God. And, that, mm -hmm. and again, a tree is known by its fruit, that transformation. Yep. And, and I think that's really what John is fleshing out here is that a tree is known by its fruit. And a, a new creation in Christ Jesus yeah. is transformed. And, man, I, I remember how the, the drastic change of when Christ worked that in my heart at the age of 24. It was, I don't want to get overly metaphysical here, but it was very supernatural. 
um, the desires of my heart truly changed. And the only way that happens is through the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the embracing that I used to have for those types of sins. I'm not saying I wasn't tempted by those Mm -hmm. things, but I no longer wanted that in my life. My desire changed, and that can only be done by God. Mm -hmm. In its sanctification language, it's it's fulfillment of the promise of Jeremiah, God will take your heart of stone and make it a heart Mm. of flesh. Love that. Cause you to walk in my stead. And, 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 And here's where I get to be the guy who does it again. What you're talking about and what verses 9 and 10 are talking about is vocation. Vocation. There we go. Ding, ding, ding. That's where, again, 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 Mm -hmm. assurance of salvation and vocation. Mm -hmm. That's what the Christian life looks like. We look at, we have Christ's victory as our assurance, the reason the Son of Man Mm -hmm. came into the world to destroy the works of the devil. He did. He succeeded. Our salvation in Christ is real. The the crucifixion is real. The resurrection is real. The ascension is real. Mm -hmm. What that means then is that all those promises attached to those are real for us. Mm -hmm. The outflow of that, Mm -hmm. verses 9 and 10, no one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on Mm -hmm. sinning because he's been born of God. There's that mystical change, that that, that supernatural new life. But by this is evident we who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. Mm-hmm. And, and you have this shift in this passage and, and in all the truth of Scripture. Before Christ, mm-hmm. we are centered on ourselves. We are mm-hmm. doing selfish mm-hmm. things for mm-hmm. selfish reasons. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Invocation, because of the assurance of salvation, our focus shifts from inside to our neighbor. Everything we have from Jesus Christ is satisfactory for life and salvation. We don't need anything else. We go and we be righteous before our neighbor. We mm-hmm. do righteousness yeah. before our neighbor. That's why we talk about vocation. Every ethical, moral situation mm-hmm. in this life is a vocational issue that is colored and overshadowed and under the umbrella of our vertical righteousness with God, under mm-hmm. our assurance of salvation. Yep. You know, and I can even attest to that, that in that change that happened, the people who knew me before during that rebellious time of 19 to 24, they were like, man, what happened to you? You're, you're not the same person. And it was that transformational mm-hmm. change through the power of the gospel, through the righteousness of Christ, through the yeah. salvation of Christ, preached the gospel. Yeah, And that was my vocation. And it was such an honor to be a part of that. Was I perfect? No. Right. But there was a drastic change and a drastic shift mm-hmm. of the desires of my heart. And it only comes through yep. the power of God and the Holy Spirit. Right. So in this passage where you could get off the rails and being so introspective that you despair, there's this powerful gospel uh, resounding message. Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. And that gospel sets us free from that Mm -hmm. introspective eating ourselves alive by, I'm not practicing, I'm I'm practicing sin. I'm not practicing righteousness. Well, we've inverted... Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Right. The introspective is the confession of sin and the mm-hmm. application of the gospel. And where we want to be introspective is to to take all of our good works and, and, and wear them like medals and, and mm-hmm. to lay them up before God and say, are you finally pleased with me? Yeah. And, and our relationship with our neighbor is all external. It's all external. Extrospective. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the word is, <laughs> is but, word? No. but it's it's because of the gospel that we look mm-hmm. at our neighbor and not at ourselves. Yeah, right. And right. you know, it's it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. and it's freeing. Yep. You know, we talk about Christian freedom. This is what Christian freedom mm-hmm. looks it like. Is. It's it's freedom from sin, but it's freedom to love our neighbor, not freedom to do whatever we want, 
but it's freedom to stop trying to take credit for what we are doing. Well, and, yeah, and, right. and if you really take Paul's theology, it's freedom to become a slave in the house of God. Mm-hmm. What, it's, what's the Luther quote? A Christian is simultaneously uh, ruler oh, of all and Lord, r- master, master and ruler of all, and slave servant. and servant of all. Yes, yeah. yes. You know that's what it looks like. And I think about that picture in, in the Pentateuch in the Old Testament, where if if a slave you know is is paying off a debt, mm-hmm. you know that he owed a particular person at the end of that seven years, if that slave wants to stay, uh, because he loves his master, mm-hmm. he's marked. Mm-hmm. And he stays and remains in the house of the master as a as a servant, as a as a slave. And that's what I see that. And I see that even in Second Corinthians as Paul talks about this beautiful procession. Mm-hmm. That we are captured and freed slaves at the same time in the righteousness of Christ. And so it's like this willingness to to be this dependent servant of God. Mm-hmm. Because that is really where freedom and joy and peace are found. Because ultimately, when Christ does come again, that's the ultimate freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be just a glorious day. Yeah, right. and, and I think that if we can understand that more, especially in America, that we have the freedom now to become slaves of God's <laughs> will in a beautiful way. And I know that's not politically correct, and I know that as we use that language, some people might be offended, but if you really understand the picture that Paul's painting there, it's beautiful. And if we are willing to become dependent upon God in that way, man, it's a beautiful thing, and there's a lot of peace there. And that, but, but what you're saying, that mystical union living, that, that transformational life change that we get, mm-hmm. it's not that Christ dies for us and everything instantly gets better. And, yeah. you know, right, you know, right, it's, right. it's no. not the carrot on the stick fact, Christianity. It's usually the other way around. But, but what it is, is it's scriptural language that talks about our relationship, our, our restored fellowship to God. It's, what, what you were talking about with the change you experienced in an adult conversion mm-hmm. is exactly what Paul writes in Galatians 2.20. Mm-hmm. I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer mm-hmm. I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Yeah. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and died for me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, a, it's a life that flows from the assurance of that gospel reality. Yeah. And it's a life that changes. You know, God wants us to get better at obeying him. He mm-hmm. wants us to keep his, his law because it's good for our neighbor and yeah. it's good for us, but it, it, it's not a, an, an overpowering coercive force on us. It, it's a, it's a, it's a force that flows from the gospel mm-hmm. and draws us back to the gospel. Yeah. And, and so when yep. we don't live that life by faith, when mm-hmm. we sin, what we have yep. is we have the gospel to go back to, so we're not afraid to repent. Yep. We acknowledge our sins before God. We ask God to forgive us, mm-hmm. and God delights to forgive us because what Christ has done on the cross is complete mm-hmm. and it is sufficient. Amen. Amen. Efficacious, yes. as Dr. Monsas would say. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's wrap it up here. Well, just one chapter earlier in the First John chapter 2 in the mm-hmm. beginning, he says in a very tender way, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation of our sin, and not for yours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as we have a Q&A session where we answer questions from you, the listener. God bless you and have a great week.